Hi, and welcome to today's episode of the What Life Podcast, brought to you by thewhatlife.com. Our podcast brings you interesting guests in the health, fitness, and well-being space, including athletes, coaches, and innovators. I am your host, Ben Deneen, a founder of thewhatlife.com, and I have with me Andy Lee, the other founder. Starting in 2013, thewhatlife.com started in my bedroom but has since grown into a worldwide brand with over 1,500 products. So check us out at www.thewodlife.com. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoy this episode and we hope you get as much out of it as what we have. Uh, Today we have with us Jessica Coglin from CrossFit Norwest, uh, a member of Team Project X. Welcome Jess. Hey guys, how's it going? Good. We also have Andy here, uh, co-founder of The Wildlife. Hey guys, what's happening? And uh, my name is Ben. I'm also the co-founder of thewildlife.com.au. Um, so yeah, we're, we're pretty pumped. We've got uh, Jess Coglin and, and uh, we want to learn a little bit about Jess while we're over here in Bali. Uh, so Jess, far away. Tell us, tell us who you are and uh, where you're from. Yeah, so, um, hey guys, I'm Jess Coughlin. So I am a CrossFit athlete from Sydney, Australia. I've been CrossFitting since February of 2011. Uh, And since that time, I've really been involved in the competitive aspect of CrossFit um, from the very beginning. So I guess maybe three weeks after I started, I did my first open and then went to regionals and it all took off from there. So been doing it for a long time now. I own two affiliates, so CrossFit Norwest and CrossFit Norwest McGrath's Hill. And I also own an online programming business, Raw Strength and Conditioning. Uh, and I do a lot of these things with my partner, who's probably more famous than me. So he's Big Bad Bobby D, and we'll talk about him later. But uh, in terms of the competitive side, I've been to regionals eight times. Oh, nine times. I've been nine. to regionals nine, nine times. times. And I have been to the games as an individual once. Uh, and then last year I did the demo team with the, the Dave Castro. So, yeah, I, I feel like I've done it all in terms of experiences that I've had in CrossFit. So rumor has it that you actually were able to do muscle-ups before you started CrossFit. Is that a rumor or is that actually true? No, that's true. So I, um, I used to be a gymnast. How does that even happen? Well, I used to go to, so I did gymnastics my whole life. And then I, once I quit, I started working out at my local gym. And that was actually also attached to a gymnastics center. Uh, And for fun, I would go and do an adult gymnastics kind of open gym type situation once a week. Uh, And one of the guys there taught me to do muscle ups because I kind of, I had the body awareness of a gymnast, obviously, and we were just playing around. Uh, And I actually did them at the gymnastics place on a set of long strapped rings which is much harder so it's Um, harder than traditional muscles for crossfit yeah the straps because the straps are so long they Mm. put them in competitions now a lot more like last Mm. year at the games they had the really long straps um but yeah and i could muscle up there so uh yeah i think i did muscle ups they came up on the program maybe my third session and back in 2011 it was pretty unheard of for a girl to muscle up i think if you could muscle Mm. up you're already could you do double unders as well no (laughs) couldn't do double unders but could do do muscle ups how does that even work well double unders were a completely foreign skill to me and um it's quite interesting with me even though i was a gymnast i actually find it quite difficult to pick up new things because i only did one sport my whole life 
Um, I'm not so Bobby D or say you're not great at adapting to things. So actually trying to learn new things like double unders for me was very challenging and I still hate double unders. So you're not the only one, that's for sure. <laughs> but hey, you can do muscle up. So you're doing pretty well there. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, um, I definitely came with a good skill set. Definitely all the body awareness required for CrossFit, but, uh, things like little things like double unders, but also things like the Olympic lifts were completely foreign to me. So, yeah. um, I found them very challenging to pick up. Yeah, cool. What about the cardio or the intensity? Did that come from something like a, a body pump class? Or uh, did, so you, you know did you do anything well. like body pump in the, in the past <laughs> before you started CrossFit? So I'm a fanatical body attack, body pump fan. Um, what type of movements did that involve? Uh, high kicks, uh, wow. side skips. Um, Any spirit fingers? A lot of smiling spirit fingers. Spirit fingers, that's good. Uh, Need to look good while you're doing yeah, it. Yeah, so I actually... Um, I was actually really weird about it. So at my gym, I would do like two body attack classes a day. Um, back to back or morning? No, morning, morning and night, night seconds, double days, okay. double days. All right. And um, I used to make it quite competitive. So I'd be with a bunch of school mums who would uh, show up and do the class for fitness. And there's one aspect where you actually have to like, it's the running track. You have to race around the room. And I remember I used to like, cut off the mums and I'd get really shitty if they really? uh, got in my way. So <laughs> I don't think I was this, very much like. How did you pick the school mums? Is like, that, that's your competition. Well, right? I, well, I was attending the 9.30 class and um, the school mums are fit. They work out, they go to the gym, they drop off the kids at school and they go work out hard for two hours every day. So yeah, they're Good standard. my strong competition. <laughs> Good standard. So what was the, the first regionals experience for you like? You yep. were able to do really well in the Open that first year? Yeah, so in 2011, I did the Open after three weeks. I placed eighth. Um, and then my partner, um, he said to me that you would probably be better off going team because I really had, I was really lacking a lot of the skills. Like I could barely snap, squat hey, snatch, stuff like hey, that. Just, just back up one second. So yeah. you, you'd done CrossFit for three weeks yeah. and you came eighth in Australia. I did. So there were muscle-ups in that open. Uh, there were chest bar pull-ups. And I mean, I hadn't learned chest bar pull-ups prior to CrossFit, but I won that workout or came second that wow. year. Um, so you were able to adapt actually pretty well to that then? Yeah, for those I was because it's more of a gymnastics movement. But, um, you know, CrossFit as a sport um, has evolved so mm. much over the years. You know, what the standard was in 2011, it's quite amazing to see um, how athletes have pushed that so much further. So, yeah. you know, if you were a girl who was strong and fit and you did have a gymnastics background in 2011, you were absolutely killing it. Mm. Um, so I... Uh, my partner, you know, I knew nothing really about CrossFit individuals, teams, whatever. Um, he told me to go uh, teams with him um, on his affiliate team, CrossFit Norwest, because they'd actually made it the year before in 2010. Made the games. They did. Right. Uh, so he thought with him and I, uh, and then, you know, obviously other people from our gym, we would be a shoe in. Um, but in 2010, they took five teams. And then in 2011, it was only three. Uh, and I think we came fourth or fifth. So oh. we, d we missed out. Um, and yeah, that's after that, I didn't go on another team, um, until this year. So I did individual every year after that. Obviously I had, a, I, I really, I don't regret not going individual. I definitely didn't have the skills to yeah. come top three. And, uh, it was a really good introduction to the sport. It was at the wood chopping arena, uh, at Homebush. Who yes. were some of the, the names competing as individuals? Uh, Amanda that, that Allen made it. Okay. Um, yep. Amy Drake up was like the really the girl of okay. Australian female CrossFit. 
um, Rob Forte. Uh, I do believe uh, Mr. Brandon Swan was also a big name back right, then. Brandon and Swan. Yeah. Made it friend, that of, year. friend of the podcast. Yeah. Friend of the podcast, friend of mine. Um, my, Pretty washed uh, up now, though. Barley husband. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so, um, you know, uh, some of those people are still around. Um, yeah. But, you know, a few, a few have moved on as well. So, yeah, but they were definitely, you know, the Australian heroes of CrossFit back then. And I feel like they uh, were great people as well. So they really set, you know, a, a good tone for the sport in Australia. And how many years ago was that now? Eight. Eight years Eight ago. Years. Okay. Long time. And then it took you seven years to qualify yeah, so for the I, Games as an individual? I didn't qualify to the Games till 2017. Mm-hmm. So I came uh, sixth every single year um, except 2015 where I withdrew uh, we actually had an argument with CrossFit our affiliate yes, so um, this, yeah. they said we were trying to create a super team um, oh, fu- funny that <laughs> which you know, we, time. we well, weren't um, but we had a girl from Queensland who had come down for work once a fortnight and they deemed her ineligible um, and it was at a time I guess they were really cracking down on that uh, and I didn't agree with their decision at all uh, I thought it was really unfair um, and yeah so I decided not to compete that year because I just didn't really want to compete without my affiliate being there yep. um, there are a lot of rumors as to why I didn't compete and uh, it was actually a really hard time for me because a lot of people said stuff um, without did, knowing the situation but for me, it was about my gym. Uh, it was really hard, to be honest. Um, I feel like there's a lot of good things about the CrossFit community, but I also feel like there's a lot of, um, you know, being such a close community, there's a lot of negative aspects that can come out of that. A lot of people want to know your business uh, and they can't understand um, that you would make a decision that might not be uh, the best decision in terms of, you know, I, you know, I may have been good enough to go to the games this year. I came second in the Open that year. I had a really good year. Mm. Uh but for me, it, it didn't seem fair. And uh, yeah, I, I wasn't going to do something when, you know, my, my team couldn't do it. So for me, I'm a business person as well. And uh, I felt like it was better to stay with my gym. And um, yeah, so that that's probably been one of the hardest things I've had to deal with in CrossFit. But I definitely don't regret it. Came back the next year, came sixth again. Um, <laughs> but, it, you know, it, it made me a lot better for it. Yeah, and absolutely. And talk about... That was probably the most challenging time. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, what was your, your highlight of your career? What would be the thing that you would um, you look back on and, and be most proud of? I definitely think, uh, obviously, making the games as an individual, I was the most proud of. And it wasn't just because I'd made the games. It was because it was so hard for me to make the games for such a long time. Mm. Um, there were so many times that I thought, you know, maybe it's just not on the cards for me and it's not meant to be. Um, what kept you coming back? I love it. I love it. You kept missing out by the closest margins. You kept going back. Yeah, I I really love it. I think at the end of the day, if you enjoy the training, um, and I I do find competition really stressful, but once I get going in a competition setting, I do really enjoy it. And I really love, you know, seeing the girls at the competitions every year Um, and, you know, and and putting on a show in front of the crowd. I think that's amazing. Uh, It's it's a really good feeling to feel valued by a community and have people cheering there for you. I think that's so awesome. Um, So there's little things like that that kept me 
kept me coming back. And um, yeah, and after struggling for so long to make it was, it, it really was just a testament to years of hard work. It wasn't just making it for that year. Uh, you know, it's been, I feel like it's been quite easy for some people to make it, just they're naturally more gifted sure, than me. Sure. Um, you know, the cards fell their way, all sorts of factors come into it. Um, so I, I felt like fi finally making it for me was, it was a huge deal and I understood how big of a deal it was just because it was so hard. And uh, the experience at the games? Uh, my experience at the games, um, I was actually discussing this with Brandon yesterday. So it was, uh, it was hard was mentally, Was that the year where you honest. had to take the flight? No. So no, that was okay. 2016. I made it 2017. It was the first year in Madison. Um, I found it hard just because you are up against such amazing athletes. Um, the first two events were a swim and then bike riding and they weren't good events Welcome for me. Games. I know. Yeah. And you know, you... Um, as I said, I do struggle to adapt and I'm like a one sport child. So doing all that stuff was difficult. But once you have like a, I wouldn't say I had a poor start, but you know, you don't get high places in the beginning. It's really difficult to get out of that bottom heat. Mm. Um, and, you know, and even events that I felt like really played to my strengths, you know, I would place like 12th or 13th, which obviously is still good. Well, but it's field. yeah, exactly. It's not enough to make up points on the board. And you're like, oh, wow, like I dominate bar muscle ups, but I'm only mid pack. Yeah, um, yeah. So mentally, yeah. mentally, it how was honestly keep, very hard. How did you keep checked in during that whole weekend? Um, how I think for me, just realizing what an honor it was to be there, um, realizing how badly I'd wanted to make it over the years. And if I was going to spend the whole week having a negative attitude about where I was placed and, um, you know, like, uh, you know, I'm not good enough, all that sort of stuff, then I was just wasting my time. Sure. Um, you know, I, I, who knows if I was going to make it again. Yeah, so absolutely. why not enjoy it now and um, make the most of it? And, you know, like a very, very small percentage get to go to the game. So you just have to keep telling yourself, well, I am good enough. I'm here. Um, there are obviously just athletes there who are absolutely phenomenal. So, yeah. But, well, those athletes are usually experienced and yep. games hardened as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. Look at some of their results from the first times they went to the games. It's probably in the same same position. As yeah, yourself. I think I think if you can go there and just appreciate, um, you know, I, I'm good enough to be here, and also just appreciate, wow, like it's a privilege to be among some athletes that are absolutely just insanely good. Uh, like you know, to watch people like Tia Claire Toomey, she mm. is just a total freak. Uh, you know, to like lift what she can, but then to win the run swim event all that sort of stuff Absolutely. is it's yeah. like it's it's a real testament to human performance and uh i think it's cool to be amongst that and that's yeah one of the reasons i love crossfit so yeah and then fast forward to this year things yeah. have changed it a little bit different yeah. structure to the games yeah tell us about your plans for this year yep yeah. so uh this year at the end of last year when they were sort of announcing changes to the season and they said that super teams could be a thing. I'd already had thoughts that I did want to try and go on a team. I just needed a new experience this year. Okay. I've done individual for so long, um, but I've always said I would only ever go on a team if I could go with good athletes. Um, and you know, I love my affiliate and stuff. Let's unpack that a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> let's, yeah. What, what is the criteria for picking a team? Uh, I think it's got to be first and foremost people who have runs on the board. Okay. So people who've proven themselves in competition. Um, but it also has to be people you'd enjoy getting along with. You have to spend a lot of time together. Um, you know, you need so to be able to communicate who, who with are people the guys, well. Who are the guys on your team? Um, so we have Khan Porter. 
uh, four times games athlete. We've got Brandon, three times games Brandon athlete. Swan. Uh, Brandon Swan. Uh, we've got Harriet Roberts. She's competed at the games twice on a team. Uh, and she's been, she's actually very similar to me. She's been so close so many times. So a all definite th- rising star in Australia. Yeah, CrossFit. definitely. Yeah. So there's three um, really amazing athletes. Uh, and yeah, we, we had a discussion to uh, kind of Bobby D Who's, actually who set started it up. that Bobby D. Bobby D. Okay. So Bobby D was trying to make me happy. And uh, he actually, As he, should. <laughs> <laughs> he actually communicated um, with a few of these athletes and um, I actually didn't know if they'd go for it, to be honest. I know, like, there's, they're who was, really strong. Who was uh, really pushing hard to, to negotiate them all to go on the team? Bobby. Bobby? Okay. <laughs> Bobby on my behalf. And if anyone's going to twist your arm, he, he'd be doing it's a pretty him. good job at it. Okay. Yeah. It's like and Bobby's I... dreams come true. You can finally put his super team in. Exactly. Yeah. I think, um, I think for a lot of these guys on the team, for me, like, I was serious about teams from the start because I did want that new experience. But I think for these guys, it was kind of like, oh, we'll do it for a comp and we'll see how we go. Yeah. Uh, and then when we had that success um, at the ACC on the Gold Coast in January, uh, and we realized, you know, we do have the potential to podium and we do get on really well and we are actually having an amazing time and it re kind of re energizes you and yeah, not great. just physically, but mentally, uh, we're like, okay, like this is, this is serious now and we want to get some comps under our belt and we are all committed to the team for this year. Awesome. Um, yeah. And see where it takes us. Yeah. So that was qualifying in, in January and you're yep. doing a few competitions throughout the year. Yep. So we're, we're in Bali at the moment, uh, doing a training camp. Um, and then we head to Shanghai next week and then we get home and do the down under CrossFit championships in Wollongong in three weeks. Packed schedule. It is honestly. And it does interfere with your training a little bit, which can be a little stressful, but I think we've all trained for long enough. Um, when we do train, we train hard. And for us, uh, it's more about getting team work and team-based activities yeah, on sure. the board. We don't really need to do the individual stuff so much. Um, after Wollongong, though, we are going to have like, you know, a, a two and a half month block of training. And that's where we're all going to really knuckle down. You know, that'll be that final push to the game. So I'm really excited actually to get back home and get stuck into that block. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we'll wrap it up here. But before cool. we finish, we're going to go with five quick fire questions. Yeah, for sure. First thing that comes into your head. I'll fire one off, Ben can fire one off, and we can just oh, we can go from there. So I think we already know this answer, but the if you had to have one cheat meal after a competition, what would it be? Bread, potatoes, and diet coke. That's that's pretty, pretty <laughs> outrageous. Pretty outrageous. <laughs> what is the most outrageous thing that Bobby D eats? Oh, um, I don't know about outrageous. He has um, like a, a bowl of bone broth every morning, but it's the bowl is the size of like half a bucket. Like I'm not kidding. It's <laughs> a bucket massive. Of bone broth. All right. Yeah. Um, he's honestly done everything in terms of diet. He's been a vegan for three days. <laughs> he was a vego for a month um, and he just does everything to the extreme. He'll fast. You know, for a long extended period of time, he'll go through that phase uh, and then he'll overeat and, you know, say how big he is and he's going to eat healthy tomorrow. So he really uh, he does everything in the extreme, but he's tried it all. How about if you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? Um, mm, I think, uh, I just think really in basic terms, the ability to fly. 
Like wow. I know people okay. say oh. stuff like they want to be invisible or they want to read people's thoughts. I actually don't want to know any of that stuff. Okay, that's probably probably good <laughs> considering I, the team that you're in. Yeah, but I, I, I think oh yes, actually, uh, for many reasons. But um, I think the power to you know to fly wherever you want to go and um, it's a real time saver to be perfectly honest. And I'm super yeah. busy day to day, so for me, super so boring. But it's very practical. Okay, practical <laughs> when you ask the other guys, it'll be so different. This won't be practical at all. But no. yeah, that's me. No, I'm a bit worried about some of those. <laughs> Um, your goal for the next uh, two years? Um, my goal for the next two years, uh, for me, it's starting to get a little bit more business focused. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would love to podium at the games this year on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of what I'm going to do next year, uh, I'm not sure. You know, Project X, we're actually trying to make it a bit more like a brand that, you know, regardless of who's in it, the yep. team continues. Sure. Um, cool. So, you know, potentially team again next year. Um, I'm definitely going to compete. I'm just not sure in what capacity, but just to continue growing our businesses, to be perfectly honest, is what I'm focused on at the moment. Okay, cool. And if you had to take one member from your team on a desert island, who would it be? Um, I would take Brandon because... And for anyone who's not watching, Brandon could be twisting Jess's arm, looking very sultry. (laughs) I feel like we're very similar, but also he knows how to calm my anxiety. Um, Whereas, I'm sorry, Khan, when you listen to this, but he's probably a little bit too silly for me. I'd probably start to get angry at him um, after the first 24 hours. Um, And yeah, Brandon's a strong guy. So uh, yeah, I feel like like he's the person I would be stranded with. Awesome. <laughs> um, do you want to just give a quick plug for, for Raw Strength and Conditioning, people out there thinking about uh, joining our strength Yeah, so um, uh, I run an online program with my partner, Big Bad Bobby D. Um, it's Raw Strength and Conditioning. Uh, we offer competitive CrossFit programs, but uh, a lot of our focus these days is more based on um, aerobic capacity, uh, cardio bodybuilding, and strength programs Definitely for. My favorite part of the program cardio bodybuilding <laughs> cardio bodybuilding for the everyday person so not the person who wants to compete just someone who actually likes to train hard and look good and uh, yeah that's what we're really looking at at the moment so we'd love to help you guys out um, you can check out at raw strength and conditioning on Instagram and um, we'll send you a free week and yeah have a chat to you so yeah love to meet people that way alright awesome well thank you Jessica Coglin. thanks guys thanks, awesome That's it for today. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Wildlife Podcast with myself, Ben Deneen, and my co-host, Andy Lee. If you like our show and want to know more, check out www.thewodlife.com. That's T-H-E-W-O-D-L-I-F-E.com. Or please leave us a review. We would love to know your thoughts. Take care and enjoy the rest of your day.